The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Have you ever suffered from worry, jumpiness about a child, then realized that you just felt sick to your stomach, it's, your digestion was driving you crazy, you can't focus on your work, and you just ended up rescuing everybody and losing your sanity? Have you ever had problems with taking care of anybody, even an animal, and getting frustrated and worried about them and trying to hover over their life. You're intuitively got keyed into when things were going wrong in their life and try, try, try to get through to them, only to find out that it was really wreaking havoc on your health. You, you couldn't get to sleep. You couldn't stay to sleep. You noticed your weight was going up. You're moody, irritable, and you find you're losing it, trying to get through to them to change your life. If you ever found out or realized that trying to nurture other people, trying to take care of them was making you sick and lose it, today is your day because we're going to talk about, is my child, my loved ones, making me sick? And what do I do about it? In today's world, it's very common to see people call themselves an empath, call themselves overly intuitive, call themselves a hover mother. And what do we do about it? Because literally, we're nurturing others more than we're nurturing ourselves. I know that's just so trite. It's like something in a Hallmark card if we even send them anymore. However, what do we do with our intuition when we know someone's about to make a mistake? What do we do? It's like we hear those birds singing in our background. Like we can't do anything about it. We hear that noise of intuition and we can't shut it off. It's a worry. They're going to fail. They're going to hurt themselves. They're about to make a mistake. If I'm getting this message, I must tell them. 
And when you do, they don't get it. You turn up the volume again. They don't get it. You say it again. They don't get it. And then you lose it because then they make the mistake, the very thing you fought hard to rescue. Today's show is going to change your life because we're going to teach you how to take care of people, take care of your child, take care of your friend's child, take care of your parents, despite getting intuition. How do you handle the care, the empathy, without making you sick? We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. But you can get on the show, you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider, as well as join us live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Now on with the show. We have five basic emotions that let us know that we are picking up something about a loved one. Fear. When usually about someone we love, a child, comes in the form of worry, dread, and then it goes through our adrenal gland. Which is why everybody and his mother-in-law is talking about adrenal fatigue. Because overcaring makes us tired. It literally makes our adrenal glands produce epinephrine, which makes us jumpy, nervous, so on overdrive that we get overwhelmed and panicky. That uneasiness makes us have trouble falling asleep. And believe it or not, that overdrive, that adrenal revving up makes all the muscles tighten in our body. We can't take a deep breath. Our heart rates goes out of control. We may feel the muscle in our throat start to tighten up. We can't swallow our teeth, jaws, muscles tighten. The muscles in our digestive tract tighten. Tight, 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 tight. Even the muscles next to our hair on our head tighten and the hair stands up. It's so bad that the epinephrine that's coursing in our system, that's so intuitively keyed into our loved ones, makes it hard. It's like our inner Ritalin that makes us hyper-focused, hyper-attentive to the Potential injury of a loved one makes it hard for us to focus on our own life. There's no Ritalin. There's no Adderall left for us. The first symptom of is your child making you sick, is a loved one you're caring for making you sick, is literally you're burning up your battery. You have no battery left for you. I have an eye watch. It's amazing. I have to plug that thing in to reamp the battery twice or three times a day. This is ridiculous. The reason? Because I've got all these apps that help monitor me like a mother. They check to see my heart rate's okay. They check to see if my sleep's okay. They check to see if I'm dozing off. They check to make sure that I'm making enough steps. Like a mother, 
They're constantly monitoring everything about me. They're hovering around me. They are my my eye watch is a hover mother. So much that it burns out its adrenal gland. <laughs> my eye watch has adrenal fatigue. It worries so many different ways about my health that it burns out its battery. Is this you? You have to realize that literally you will burn out your battery. You'll be exhausted. And when can you recharge? You can't. So you might say, oh, I'll wait for the next iWatch to come out. I have this idea to dream, the impossible dream, that there's going to be another app and yet another app. And now they say, get rid of some of the apps. This is the solution. Solution number 1A. What is the solution to if your people you care about make you sick? And that's what they say about extending the battery life or extending the adrenal gland, caring, responsibility of caring for the people you love. They say disconnect some of the apps. Disconnect some of the things that you're doing that monitor their potential harm. You may focus on their schooling or their work, but let go of the lunch for a while. Let them make their own lunch. So they say disconnect some of the apps, but not all of the apps. Maybe your app is application. Maybe you're applying yourself to too many aspects of their life. There are seven chakras. First is family. Second is money and love. Third is work responsibility. Fourth is emotional mood. Fifth is having a voice in the world speaking for them. Sixth is intellectual development. And seventh center is purpose in life, long range plans, and spirituality. If you are doing all of those apps, those applications for your child, you're literally burning out your battery and you're going to have to recharge yourself. And God knows how you're going to do that because I haven't figured out how to do it with my watch and I haven't figured out how to do it with my body. You're going to have to disconnect some of those apps and let the person do it for themselves. That's the first thing. Let's move to anger. Anger is another emotion that comes up when we are handling someone we love, a child. We may get aggravated, annoyed, furious, end up being grouchy, irritable. When, when we help try to help them and they don't listen to us, they block us. We might find out our teeth gets clenched because we're trying not to tell them what they don't want to hear. We may find our estrogen and progesterone go up and down and up and down, and that's liver meridian and Chinese medicine. It's frustration. It's no matter what we do how much we carry responsibility, we're struggling with them. It's like a tug of war of wills. We may be bursting into tears when they end up making the same mistake over and over again, and then we find out we lose it. Under the change of hormones, we may end up pounding, slamming doors, and, well, you and I both know, sending not the kindest, not the kindest kinds of text messages. So that's what you call getting unhinged and that means that an anger thought is i'm right they're wrong things should be different we have to realize that once we get into that state we can't control someone else because we're out of control we can't control someone else because we're out of control regis filbert who used to be regis and kathy lee i love regis who didn't like Reg? He used to say, you're out of control. When you think you're right, they're wrong, and things should be different, you have to stand back. 
because you're not loving with care. You're loving with hormones and your hormones and your meridians and your chemistry is running amok. It's a time to stand back from the person you love, the person who's furious, you're furious with, and take a step back and get support on how to love that person because you're loving them too adrenalated. You're loving them under the influence of hormones, turbocharged. And loving and caring and communicating with someone has to be done with the gentle touch of a feather and not the energy of a Mack truck. Yes, sometimes we have to grab a kid if they're running into traffic and go, hello, Earth to Pluto, Earth to Pluto, come in Pluto, you almost got run over there. And they'll say, I'll go where I want to go. No, you won't. <laughs> you can do that in the short. But if you find yourself grabbing them with fury, you grab them and you put them in a timeout and you take time out for yourself to figure out how to get back to baseline for you. Dr. Molise, we're talking about is my child making me sick and what do I do about it? If you want to know more about the solution to today's show, we'll go to Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa one or Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa two. If you can't get on the line right now and you want a private reading, go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. There are one or two hour, the two hour comprehensive reading or one hour mini reading. Two hour comprehensive reading are usually people who've had a long term kind of health problem and they've gone to a lot of different people. The one hour mini reading is what I call the broken leg sprained ankle reading. It's a short term health problem. You know what I mean with a broken leg short brain angle. You get it. We'll go to line one. AJ, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I'm calling because I've been having a lot of digestive issues my whole life. And in the past year, I've changed my diet radically. Um, I'm mostly plant-based. I eat fish here and there, um, but still I seem to have a lot of digestive issues, bloating, constipation. Okay, hold on one um, second. Hold on one second. Wait a minute, AJ. The first thing I see is relationships are a real priority for you. Yes, You're, that's true. You have an archetype, what I call sweet pea, lamb of the earth. <laughs> You're sweet and you're kind and you have a um, naivete. The thing is you tend to fall for someone that you see their potential. You put a blind eye to their difficult side. You like to be needed and you like to be in the protective function. But unfortunately, sometimes you can be taken for a ride. Do you know what I mean by taken for a ride, AJ? Yes. Good. Because I would just get rid of my chauffeur's license. You know what I mean? I feel like I've done a good job of that. I know, I know. But hold, with my... hold on. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. But you're going to have to realize, like Stevie Wonder, 
No matter how much work he does, he'll always be blind and he needs assistance to guide him because he'll always kind of be blind. Mm -hmm. And your unique capacity to see someone's positive side makes it hard for you to see this quality in them. You have a great capacity to be responsible and carry weight. And then you meet these people who look to you to be in charge, in control. And then you end up caring for them. And then over time, you feel like you're being taken advantage of. Who do you live with now, AJ? I live with my, my partner, my husband. How long have you lived with him? About almost nine years. Okay. How many times have you been in a relationship with someone that you ended up supporting them? Mm. Not not too often, I have to say. I, I feel like more with family relationships, I feel like I've been supportive and not always financially, but always kind of emotionally. Um, my relationship with my partner is pretty even, actually, since the pandemic, it's been a little bit lopsided, actually. He's been a bit more supportive of me. Um, but I but do hear what you're saying. The but before the pandemic? Um, it was pretty even. It was pretty even, actually. Um, Who is a person in your family or persons that you have supported? I'd say I'd say my mother would probably be the most, but it wasn't financial. I think it's been emotional support, um, and I feel like I, I've 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 often felt um, responsible for that. I think I've learned to create boundaries in that relationship. Um, however, I feel like I've been able to take on a different role, and as caretaking, I feel like I feel a, a sense of service, which helps me understand my own self better. Um, Bring this down the last tax. Digestion is third center. It has to do with self, love. Yes. Versus responsibility. Mm -hmm. Knowing that we're lovable, even if we're not needed. Knowing mm -hmm. that if we said no to someone and they got angry, we would still mm -hmm. know that they loved us. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. Mm hmm that on some level you have a hard time saying no to someone you love, especially if they're in a parental role, meaning mm -hmm. you're a parent. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. yes. Do you have brothers and sisters? Yes. How many? I have a younger brother. He's about three years younger than me. How far away does he live from your mother? We all live in opposite sides of the country, and I think that's intentional. I think it's a very Makes clear a boundary. Sense. And how often does your other brother take care of your mother? Um, not too often. Thank there you. was a really wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you take care of your mother more than your other brother. My mother is good at putting us against each other, and so no, one no, of no, us no, is no, always no, 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 wait a minute. So you take care of your mother more than your brother? 
Yeah, right? but I guess taking care. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yes, that's always been the case. Yes. And you're you have to be careful that your flaw of feeling universally, unconditionally lovable about a, for a variety of reasons with your identity isn't taken advantage of. Do you understand? Somewhat. I'll say it in plain English. A lot of times, children who are gay, their parents have some issues about it. I said a lot of times. Not always, I said a lot of times, historically. Things are changing, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, children who are gay try to earn their parents' love by being the child who's forever responsible and always doting because they mm -hmm. try to earn the love that way. Mm -hmm. That makes them third center, have problems with hyperactive responsibility gland. The third center is digestion, weight, adrenal gland, and of course, the ever so popular, but under addiction. Dependency and codependency. I look at your head. I see increased susceptibility of having something different with the left side of your jaw and neck. I can't figure out if that's... Oh, my God. Oh, wait a second. Why do you say, oh, my God? Because I have I have so much pain in my left in my left uh, in my left side. So you have to understand. My neck, lower back. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The left jaw and the left side of your neck. I haven't gotten to the rest yet. You have the positive "Oh my God" sign, and when you say that so early in the body, you have to admit, or t at least take into consideration, that what I said about your emotional life may have a little bit of water. Would you agree? Yes. Thank you. You get it, what I'm saying? Yes. Well, what they say in forensics is, we have the body. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm trying to liven this up. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. No, I hear you. You're very nice. This is a difficult situation. There's a solution. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung. You don't want to be around cigarette smoke. You don't like cigarette smoke. You don't like people who smoke. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, rectal areas. You have to make sure that and go to a GI specialist and make sure you don't have an overgrowth of bacteria and a change in the mucous membrane where your esophagus and stomach come together. You also have to make sure you have enough B12 because a red dotted pattern in your esophagus and stomach could not be good. This has to do with competition between your needs and someone else's. And I might add mm -hmm. your mother's and your partner's. Yes. <clears throat> Sorry. That I have a hernia. Oh, wait a minute. I know. Hernia. So you would be a third chakra poster child. But you understand your mother lives alone. That makes you a prosthetic husband for her. You already got one. Do you get this? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Mm, now you, that you understand. And your partner mm -hmm. is probably applauding and going to send me a canned ham basket. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I look at your prostate. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. 
if this gets worse, you need to see an orthopedic person to find out if you have a small curvature or something's different about how you stand. Because one side of your body, you seem to be compensating for the other. Can you please the tell me your side. Answer? The left side. You need to go if, if, if go to a regular orthopedic doctor and say, why is it that I always have problems with my left neck and left side? If they say they see mm. nothing, there's no curvature, then go to someone who does Feldenkrais or something like that. Do you understand? But when there's but does what kind of? What Feldenkrais, F-E-L-D-E-N-K-R-A-I-S or something like that. But the key is, and I have one, you have trouble dealing with someone who appeals, appears to need you, as I type in here, how to spell Feldenkrais. So you need to learn how to be assertive with someone who seems sensitive, um, seems um, weak, who needs you. Mm-hmm. You want to be the Dudley Do-Right to, to the person who is weak. You can't do that. It does not make you strong and a good son. It makes her look needy. There's something different from nurturing and neediness. They both begin with N. But in many ways, once you get married, you have to learn the difference in the boundaries. How old's your mother? Uh, 65. You don't want her to dement, do you? Excuse me? Right. That was like a water in the face. You don't want her to dement, do you? No, of course not. So therefore, at 65, she should be learning how to get these needs met by people in her community. Mm-hmm. By sticking to her family people only, she's not using the circuitry mm-hmm. in her brain for social network. That will go, mm-hmm. that will involute, and she's more likely to dement. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. Yes, I so hear you. I don't know why you have to take care of her emotionally when she can learn how to use skills on how to manage those needs in other ways. Mm-hmm. Do you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? I hear you. I hear you. Um, I hope one, you get what I'm saying. So you need to I, learn that fifth center is about how to have a voice and have a say. That's your neck. Mm-hmm. And the whole left side is about how to handle a woman. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? I hear you. I hear you. I have a lot of pain, inflammation. I know. know. I want you to do that. I want you to go to an orthopedic person because the point is, is it's all on one's left side. That's structural. If the left side of your house started to get rusty and grow mold outside, you'd have to ask yourself structurally why things, the water isn't dry, isn't, is running on that side. That's structural. Because the inflammation and blood, they go all over. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Inflammation would be all over your body. It wouldn't just be primarily on the left. Good luck. Thank you. There's my music, and you know what that means. We got to go to break, but you're listening. We're listening about is my child, my loved one, making me sick. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Welcome to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. 
Welcome back. We're talking today about is my child making me sick and what do I do about it? It's not about children, as you know, because the last person, he was mothering his mother. So therefore, you know, we can mother our cats or our dogs or our gerbils or whatever. We'll go to line to Amanda. And Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help? Oh, Mona Lisa, I have a 23-year-old child. <laughs> well, um, you're laughing. That's a good sign or a bad sign. I can't figure out which one it is. It's a little bit both, yeah. I'm right at that point where I'm ready to cut the cord on letting them uh, or letting myself uh, be the chauffeur and the cook, everything, as you're talking about allergies. Amanda, how, old, weeks how, old you, how old are you, Amanda? I'm 30. And you have a 20-year-old son? Oh, I'm joking. It was my, my boyfriend, but he is a child. Oh, for God's sakes. How old is your boyfriend? 23. In bed. The first thing I see... Yeah is you know I have hold on a second the way this is is you have to understand this you're 30 and he's 23 that means that when you were in the first grade he was one <laughs> Right. And when you were 21, mm -hmm. he was 15 or so, or 14. Mm -hmm. That's a big difference. Yes. 21 versus 14. And now mm -hmm. the 20s kind of blur. But he's, you're 30 now and he's 23. But you're, he's a young 20 and you're an old 30 because <clears throat> you've had to hold responsibility in your life, carry responsibility out of necessity because no one else was going to do it for you. Nope. If you didn't do it, it didn't get done. Right. If you didn't do it, it didn't get done. And the, he is used to being in situations where if he didn't do it, someone did it. Right. And that makes that a bad relationship. <laughs> because that makes you a den mother. Because necessity is the mother invention. And he doesn't have to grow up because there's no necessity. No matter how much I scream, shout, get angry, whatever. Nope, no matter never. how much you scream and shout, you understand. Never. This is the key. Yeah, there's no communication. If you, don't drink, if you don't drink water, there's no need to go and get it. He doesn't need to work because you work for him. So he doesn't have to be responsible because you do it for him. You're saying, but I scream. You may scream, but you do it anyway. It's one thing if you screamed and went on strike and took a sabbatical from him, kicked him out, 
and ha- he had to find someone else somewhere else to live and figure out how to pay his own bills and be supportive. Yeah. What That's exactly for, where we're at. Like, oh, a, I'm a, what do you do for a living, Amanda? Mental health counselor currently working in early classic. childhood. Classic. Mental health counselor working in early childhood. That's classic. That's pretty you should be working in late childhood because that's what you're doing now. And what does he do? That was a wink. Cat. Caddy. Yeah, it's okay. What was he? What does he do for work? Um, he's currently a lot associate at Home Depot. Oh, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Judge Joe Judy would say, "Um, is not an answer." Oh. Mm. A, a lot what associate at Home Depot. Go ahead. A lot. Lot associate Home Depot, and he only got the job because it was an ultimatum I gave him. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no. Yeah. We're going to do this no. again. It's going to be very no. quick. When you okay. said um, okay. it meant that you had to do, go through your brain and with a pincer like that stuffed animal machine and a friendly's ice cream. You know, you put a dollar in and it goes down and you try to grope for a, for a stuffed animal. Yeah. The majority of the time, it doesn't get it. And you have to keep putting the money in the machine and you can't really get the stuffed animal so his job ability to keep a job is like that stuffed animal machine you keep screaming but he never kind of he'll get the job but he doesn't hold the job you Mm -hmm. understand your capacity you might scream for him to get a job but it will still just fly out of his hands yes because you're a mental health counselor once they leave your room your office you have no control over what they do right Right. Do you deal with addiction? Yes, no. ma'am. You do? How oh. do you deal with addiction? No, me, me, no, him, yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, this is good. There's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> so you do deal with addiction, his. Yes, ma'am, it's serious. So you don't just deal with early childhood development. You deal with addiction. And rehab. So this is in the cat said, of course. <laughs> so what addiction are we talking about? It's a combination of um, tobacco and marijuana and a bong hit. It's like a heroin kind of. You mean tobacco, field. marijuana, and a chaser of, what was the other thing on the end there? It's No, it's in a in a bong rip, so it's not like a cigarette. It's like a, a one big go. I know. Okay, so I'm trying to get the pen out of my heart that I'm starting to stab myself with. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? It's the casualness yeah. to which you flip through the bong. It's a combination of mar- marijuana nicotine and a bong hit so in other words they yes. put the nicotine and they steer it with marijuana and they stick it all in the oh, that's the cat the bong mm-hmm. and he just takes a puff of that or he just does that all day long well it, maybe depending if it's the end of the day maybe yes all day yes if he's not yes it will go all day it can you know, i used to work I used to go, I was a visiting student at a school called the Evergreen State College. It was a great school. It is a great school. I went there because I I had a health problem. I had epilepsy. I was having a hard time staying awake at Brown, awake at Brown, because I was falling Mm -hmm. asleep 17 hours a day. And it probably got worse because I was working 
31 hours a week to pay back, to pay my way there, along with student loans. And I was pre-med. Okay, so that's like what you have, which is the hyperactive responsibility gland, right? Yes, ma'am. And let us say his is underactive, shall we say? Yes. So when I went to Evergreen, there was a very interesting thing. Once my student loans came due, because before that I was working for someone in exchange for room and board, I would take care of this 91-year-old man. But anyway, make a long story short, my student loans family came in and I moved into the dorms. And they used to grow marijuana and psilocybin mushrooms and all kinds of stuff that I was completely unfamiliar with, but I came very familiar with, with it very quickly once I tried to make a story from it and people had breakdowns. Needless to say, I was in this dorm and I would get up early <clears throat> to go to chem lab and everybody was sitting around a bunch, which I didn't know what it was until I tripped over one and the water went all over the carpet and it smelled bad. Needless to say, I would walk, wake up in the morning and they were all surrounding this bong like it was an edifice to pray over. And then when I came back, they were sitting in the exact same place. Yeah. And the only difference was that the dishes were piled up in the sink. Right. I know you would say, right, because you're extremely familiar with this. Extremely. And they said um, it was just amazing. Their voice got much slower by the end of the day. And they said, and I can't say the complete language on the air, but they said, she's so flippin' motivated, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because the area for initiation and motivation, excessive cannabis during developmental stages of our life, I say excessive. This isn't people who do it recreationally or do it for medicinally or for whatever. We're talking excessive amounts for sustained periods of time, it hits the anterior cingulate in the brain, the area for initiation and motivation, and the person can get right. a motivation syndrome, as you know. Capiche? Mm -hmm. Which yes. is why their voice got slower, and they said, she's so flippin' motivated, man. Oh, the executive functioning is no longer there, man. <laughs> I understand, but this is even before executive function. This is the battery for the executive. My point is, his initiative to work is okay. doo-dah, because every time he takes a hit on that bong with a stash and would you take it a twirly top or, you know, he has a little Shirley Temple on top of it, it matters not. The point of the matter is this guy is not going to work. And okay. his relationship is not going to work out. Yeah. You have to go, you, not him. Yes. You have to take a sabbatical from this, and you have to go into recovery because he's dependent and you're co- Dependent. Right, because you're dependent on someone needing you. You right. need to be needed because you get opiates, you get feel-good from someone right. being married. So you'll find a child anywhere. Yeah. There's a famous children's book called Are You My Mother? You could write another book called Are You My Child? Because you could go sure. up to a fire hydrant and say, I'll take care of you. <laughs> Come home with me and I will outfit you with everything you need. Literally. Give you water. Yes, literally. Mm -hmm. And so this is your problem, not them. You are literally, my child is making me sick. Because it's mm -hmm. only a matter of time before you get sick and they move on to someone else because you no longer can support them. C can I share? 
briefly. Um, when he told me that he was ready to quit his job two weeks ago, I started outbreaking in a rash, and that's when your episode came out of are you addicted to someone, or are you allergic to someone? Right. Well, you know, that's all you need to know because rashes are always the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Because it tells you that there's an immune system problem underneath. Yes. And that's not good. Mm-hmm. So he lives in your house or you live in his? I, it's my house. Right. So this is a time to wait for him to leave to go out for <laughs> yodels, corn chips, or eight of carbs are necess- necessary, and then change the locks. Yeah, we well, um, we got in a really big fight, and the next day I was so bad with my allergy and itching, I was accusing the landlord of mold, and they've allowed us to get out of our lease, so can we're, we're going to be out of No, I don't want you to use the word us anymore. Do me a favor. Okay. Because I have to take this pen out of my heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wish you good luck. We'll go to line Thank you. three. Ellen, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I, um, uh, yeah, I had a, re- a private reading with you years ago, and you were just wonderful. Oh, thank I, you. That's, um, it must have been a good day. I'm usually a little on the crabby side. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if my heart-related um, issues are from when me, our no, older daughter... Let me tell you. Hold on one second. The first thing I uh-huh. see is some major situation some tragedy um you're a very nurturing caring person but some event happened that was a major break between you and a relationship i can't figure out if they left you you left them but since that time it's made you focus on nurturing mothering and not relationships. You focus on getting your emotion and passion and connection, joy, from a child or someone who needs you, and somehow the relationship area is dormant. Is it Ellen? Mm -hmm. Who do you live with? I live with my husband. How long have you been married? We have been married 10 years. We've been together 17. We've been married 10. How old is your daughter? She's 33. Hold on a second. So this daughter is not this husband's daughter? No, she's from a first marriage, yeah. Okay. And obviously, it's easier for you to dislike the first husband because it's obvious the problems with that marriage. Yes, we don't have any communication. I understand. I understand. If you were to name a deficiency, so in our old report cards, I hated, instead of giving us Fs, we would get satisfactory and dissatisfactory, unsatisfactory. That was in a middle school. It was like an experimental education. <laughs> I hated unsatisfactories. <laughs> if you were to grade your husband and your relationship, 
what would be satisfactory? My current husband? Yeah. If I was to grade him, what would be satisfactory? What your relationship, your relationship, what would you say was satisfying? Um, he is the most generous, wonderful man I've ever met. He's always there to provide for his family. Okay, perfect. Um, stop, stop, stop. So I always noticed on these report cards, it felt like they were always reaching to find something to grade us unsatisfactory with. Because I began to realize it was the only way for them to get us to always improve. Do you understand? So sometimes oh, okay. I always thought they were reaching. Like, you know, they might say penmanship. It's like, oh, stop. You really find something to complain about. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I did this for a reason, the way I did it. So if you, if I was a pain-in-the-neck teacher and I was grading your marriage and I had to reach for something that was unsatisfactory, what would I grade your marriage on that was unsatisfactory? The only thing I don't like about it is I worry so much because he's a police officer. Um, Does he work nights or days? He works both. He actually retired after 38 years from full-time job. When did he retire? He retired uh, two years ago, February 2018, and then he went back and he got a part-time investigations job, which he loved. Okay, perfect. And he got an overnight job. I already know. and And then he got a third job. There you go. So there we go. I hit pay dirt. Okay. Don't feel bad. I'm not, am I saying divorce the bastard? No, I didn't say that. You have, I'm not saying your daughter doesn't need work. I'm simply saying that we deflect our problems on the person who we can versus the person we can't change. Clearly, your husband loves his work. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you're scared of him and his work. Yes. And so it's easier for you to focus on the one area, motherhood, than your husband and your marriage. But the person that you want to focus on right now is your husband and your marriage. Do you understand? Okay. No, not no. I know you don't care. I mean, you're not you're saying okay, like I've just found okay. a troll underneath your bridge. <laughs> I am simply saying that's the one that's primarily breaking your heart. You mean being worried about him working in the way the whole police thing is out now? They're just a target. You you, you know? thought he was retired. And you breathe, breathe, yeah. breathe, breathe oh, how have you pronounce the thing? I was in speech therapy in the third grade. You <laughs> sighed relief. Yes. And then it didn't. Yes. And then the stuff happened with the police. Do you get it? Yeah. Whether the stuff happened with the police and all the protests and everything is secondary. He retired 
You thought he was going to retire, and then we went backwards. I look at your head, vision and hearing are the primary problem. I look at your neck, I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of having antibodies against your thyroid gland. I see something different about your hair. I can't figure out if it's thinner, it's different, it's more chemically changed or what. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. I see something different with your right chest wall. Your problems are fourth center. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. I look at your uterus, if you still have it. Left ovary, right ovary, and cervix. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see a change, a small change in range of motion in the small joints of your hands and wrists. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. Something's different about your hips. I wonder if you have a change in height, a change in bone density. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Uh, heart palpitations that started, uh, I thought it was when my, when my daughter uh, was, had decided to finally move out and she was going to, we were all going to drive to Florida and then COVID hit and I said, I can't go. And she went by herself and I, it was a horrible time for her. So the palpitations got worse. Things are better for her now, but now I wake up at night from dreaming with a racing heart. I am working with a cardiologist and had some testing done. But I have to take a Xanax before I go to bed because if I actually had my, I'm 60 years old, and the first time I called for an ambulance, I woke up with a racing heart and palpitations. Okay, listen, I was so frightened. I work with someone who does mindfulness and DBT to help you calm your heart because Xanax will stop after a while. You build up tolerance. D is in okay. boy, B is in boy, T is in tomahawk. I want you to work with someone who does naturopathy. With 5-HTP, serotonin, passion flower, and lemon balm, which also work on the GABA receptor, but you've never built up tolerance like you do with Xanax. Are you following me? Yeah. They used what to was say, the first thing? The first thing you said, uh, what type of therapist? Or is it cut out? It's not therapy. It's a class. D is in dog, B is in boy, T is in tomahawk. It's mindfulness. It teaches you oh. wise mind and stuff. It's also used for people with bipolar 2, PTSD, and so on. But okay. after a while, they say that the people who successfully get off of Xanax meet each year in, in Chicago in a phone booth. But that was back then when they had phone booths, okay? So now yeah. you don't have phone booths, so I don't know where they meet. Are you following me? Yes. You have to talk about this with your husband because you can't – you have to learn how to handle your anxiety and empathy in whoever you nurture. But you also have to handle – how you negotiate the next phase of your life with your husband. It's two separate issues. Do you understand? Yes. I'm just curious, mm -hmm. has your husband ever had an accident or had an injury or somebody attacked him? Mm, not that I know of. Not Nothing serious. No. You haven't had these episodes your whole life. This is new. The only other time I had horrible palpitations like this was when I was going through uh, the divorce, my first marriage, and it, it seems like whenever I get stressed about something, the heart palpitations are much more noticeable and bothersome. 
Who was the last person in your life who died? Um, that would probably be, well, my grandmother, but I, I've always, my father died when I was very young. Uh, I, he got pancreatic cancer when I was 16 and in high school, and that has how, always still bothered you, me. That's it. How did he die? Did you see it? I did not see him actually pass, but I was the last child at home, so I would come home and do his feedings through the tube. I would see him bent over in pain. I would see what, how my mother took care of him, and it, it affected me. I would go to the that, VA hospital. That wires your brain and body for, is my child or person I'm caring for making me sick? You literally intuitively key in to someone you love, you care for, and they're suffering. And there's some switch in your brain that is the fear-worry circuit. You believe that they will die, be harmed, or fail and will not be protected. Do you understand? Is that called being an empath? Taking, uh, oh, my God. Everybody has an empath. It's every 12 in the brain. Unless uh, you're a sociopath or some other kind of path. <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> no, yes. I'm serious. Or pathetic, pathetic. Yeah. An empath means you take in someone else's feelings. So okay. a sociopath is you can't do that because you're like Teflon. Other people's feelings don't matter to you. That area doesn't work in your brain. Something wrong with them. My aunt even would say they have a weakness in the blood. Not one's not right, she would say. Yeah. You're normal. It's normal to be empathic. Good luck. I want to thank you for welcoming your day. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.